0: It's the lazy McFire Podcast. Holy cow. This is the last episode of season one. Ooh, long time coming. Finally, it's here. Oh yeah,
1: my God. I will say I'm actually really happy it's over because the second season seems so much better.
0: Let's hope so because you know what <laughs> we got again today. What? <laughs> the case of a misleading title.
1: Oh, you thought like it was gonna take place more at the Bar mitzvah?
0: Yes, guys, this is season one episode thirty one called Gordo's Bar Mitzvah. It is written by Melissa Gould and it aired January eighteenth, two thousand and two. Wow. Crazy, so long ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a casual laugh. <laughs> also, Today, I mean by the time this airs, it won't be, but today is Valentine's Day and Michaela has her nose buried in a rose as we're speaking. This is not a joke.
0: I don't know what you're talking about, Natalie. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the bachelor. I just looked over. She has a <laughs> single rose and her nose is pressed into it. I did see somebody post something about Matt James, who's the new bachelor, hey. saying I still don't know anything about Matt James six episodes in. And I was like, it's true.
1: I think he is the most boring Bachelor. And that is saying something because Chris Souls was rough. <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs>
0: Who was the best Bachelor in your mind? Oh, let me think about this. Actually, I really liked Nick Vile. Definitely. I totally agree. His season was the best because Corinne was on it. And I oh, yeah. That. She's the worst, best. <laughs> she
1: was good. But I also just liked that. I felt like he really thought about things because he's, he seems a little more intellectual than some of the other ones we've had. I don't know. He does.
0: Him. He's a total beep boy. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? for sure. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like he was there to find love.
1: None of them are. None of them are. Yeah. I think maybe Ben Higgins was, but I also didn't watch his season. So I don't know. Um,
0: I would say the only one I can think of that was truly there for love was Sean Lowe.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. This is not a
0: Bachelor podcast. But it should be. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a crossover
1: today. Well, it's Valentine's Day, so it's only appropriate. It is.
0: And you guys, hilarious thing happened today. I was um, making up some scrambled eggs for breakfast this morning, and I see somebody walk up on my porch. I was like, what the? So, you know, throw on my coat, go out there. There is a box of a dozen Valentine's donuts. Name, Natalie H. Number 555. So in my head, I'm like, oh no, this is for the wrong house. So I try to catch the driver.
1: Oh, you did? I we did not talk that. about this. <laughs>
0: oh. And I was like, oh wait. And so then I go to my neighbor's house and I was like, hey, is your new roommate named Natalie? No, you didn't. No, I 100% did. I know. Because they just got a new roommate. I did. And she uh goes, no, her name's Hannah. And I was like, interesting. So then I go back inside and I see that Natalie texted me and said, hey, get ready for someone to be bringing something to your porch in five minutes. But I didn't have my phone on me. So then I realized, holy shit, those are from Natalie. And it was a dozen (laughs) donuts for Valentine's Day.
1: It's because we're having our little date right now, so I needed to just spoil my, my boo, my
0: valentine. Oh, thank you. That was yeah. so sweet, and that is a true story. I didn't know that. That's, that's My crazy. favorite part was the phone number you put.
1: Oh, is that – I thought you were just blocking out my number. I didn't put that. That was little, well, literally it's what it a customer
0: meant. phone number, 555.
1: Five, 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 five. Oh, my gosh. Weird. No, that's not – I feel like maybe they do that because they don't want the Uber driver to have your phone number. Fair point.
0: I don't know, yeah. but no, I, I I did not do that.
1: <laughs> I thought you were just being funny. No,
0: I was like ready to call Natalie eight five five five. No, it was so sweet, and I just ate a couple donuts. I'm high on caffeine, sugar high, sugar high. Okay, anyways, mm-hmm. happy Valentine's Day, friends. Happy. We Day are Day. here live in our separate studios talking about the most romantic moment in a boy's life: a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Do
1: you understand what a bar mitzvah is, Michaela?
0: It's where a boy becomes a man. That does sound romantic, actually. (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple innuendos in this episode that I could not help myself with. Oh, boy. A quick synopsis, you guys, is that um, Gordo is feeling a little self-conscious because he's seen boys his age, like Ethan Kraft and Larry Tudgman, growing up a little bit sooner than he is. He tries to become manly by doing manly things, but in the end, he decides that he wants to have his bar mitzvah, which he could have had a year earlier, but he didn't, and he decides to initiate himself into adult life. Meanwhile, fed up with all of the complaints about Matt's pranks, Joe decides to hand over the task of disciplining the kids to Sam. That was a great summary, Michaela. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Natalie, let's dive into the episode because there's quite a bit Ooh. to talk about. Yes.
1: We open on a scene with Lizzie and Gordo and Miranda in the school hallway. And I just want to say, we're just jumping into fashion right away. Miranda has cherries in her hair. She is wearing like a, a denim, I think it's like a kegel hat. And I'm sorry, a what? Kangol hat that's not what it sounded like you said did you <laughs> she's wearing a kegel hat <laughs> <laughs> that's 100 what i thought you said no Kangol. but like you know i think of tom haverford from parks and rec he loves a Kangol hat mm. um but it's backwards and then she has cherries little fake plastic cherries all throughout her hair pretty cool um but they're talking about how Ethan got a dirt bike when he turned 14, and then there's a really sexy scene that we'll be posting
0: to our Instagram. Which, by the way, it's a known fact, they say in this episode, that all of the craft boys get dirt bikes when they turn 14. So that means Ethan has brothers. I know. Did we know this before? No, we never meet. Well, Gorda doesn't have siblings. Miranda doesn't have siblings. We don't really meet anybody else's siblings. That's true.
1: true. Does Kate have siblings?
0: I don't know. Let me call her. Hold on. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Check in. 555. 555. <laughs> 555.
0: Five, five. Oh, so, hold on. Someone's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Go for Ashley.
1: <laughs> I love answering the phone like that.
0: We find out that Gordo is feeling like he's becoming a late bloomer because not only does Ethan have this very sexy moment, slow mo, he shows up to school. I don't. <laughs> But he shows so up weird. to school full motocross gear, you guys.
1: Yeah. It took me back to that Disney Channel original, which is one of my favorite Disney Channel originals. Amen. Motocrossed. Um, but yeah, he's, with... Oh, yeah. What is your other one? What were you going to say?
0: Um, Brink. I do
1: like Brink. I also loved Phantom of the Megaplex. A little more of a deep cut.
0: As soon as Ethan Craft has his sexy mom with the wonderful get up that he's in and all the girls are fawning... Lizzie and Miranda are losing their shit full on gasming. I'm not <laughs> kidding, y'all. It is wild what they made Lizzie Hillary Duff do in this scene.
1: Full on gasming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it put quite like that, but that's what was happening.
0: Don't pose that as a clip. <laughs>
1: sure. I make no promises.
0: You all are. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, we see Larry Tudgman coming out of the classroom, and he is full-on confidence, level 10. He has little pieces of tissue all over <laughs> his face because he's recently started shaving. And I got to say, Tudge was absolutely phenomenal in this ways. He had very, very small – Kyle Downs, I love you. We love him. Very minimal lines, but this one line in particular really got me. Excuse me, hurt me. Hot coffee coming through. I don't see any coffee. No, but the expression parts a crowd like Moses. So, what's all the hubbub? <laughs> <laughs> so, in case that audio quality was terrible, which it could be, uh, he says, Excuse me, excuse me, coming through hot coffee. <laughs>
1: and then, parts a crowd like Moses. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, uh, once I can go outside and be around more people, I'm going to start saying that when I'm trying to get through. (laughs) I'm also going to start saying, what's all the hubbub? (laughs) Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So we get that little tidbit and then um, Ethan Kraft, the girls (sighs) go fawn over him and Gordo decides that he really wants to have a moment where he becomes a man. Wow. He's so small when you see him (laughs) in the shot. He is a very small person.
1: He is, but I did think it was weird how they were saying they were kind of making it sound like Gordo is so childish, but he has such an old soul that I was almost kind of surprised that A, that he would be concerned about these other boys going through, you know, these rites of passage, because I feel like he's such a an individual,
0: mm-hmm. but also
1: that Lizzie and Miranda were kind of like poking fun at him a little bit. Because I think he seems way more mature than both of those guys. But then we have to remember he also surprises us with like his weird comments about like how developed Kate is and like wanting to play games with Matt. So maybe he's still a boy.
0: I think that what they're talking about becoming a man has a lot more to do with sexual prowess than (laughs) maturity, emotional maturity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. when people say mature.
1: I know. It's so dumb. If you say mature – you're not mature.
0: If you say mature, come at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come at me, bro.
0: I'm going to show you mature. mature. <laughs> oh, also, goodness. how do you say the word
1: G-R-O-C-E-R-Y? Well, now I'm thinking about it because I know there are two different ways, but I say I'm going to the grocery store.
0: You say us grocery, Grocery.
1: Yeah, which is, I
0: think, technically how you are supposed to say it, but Most my likely. whole entire life, I have said grocery.
1: A lot of people say grocery. I think I say grocery sometimes.
0: Okay, you're you're at every other grocery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I like to make. Well, it we up. find out
0: that Gordo's parents are incredibly progressive people. We already knew this, but they did not want him to be forced into having a bar mitzvah when he turned thirteen because they wanted him to come to it on his own if it was it was his choice. Yeah, which I find absolutely lovely. Yeah, I really like. I like that, too. And so he decides to kind of look into the idea of becoming a man in a different way. So this leads me to a personal question. Was there a moment when you started maturing? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) When you started growing up that you realized either, yes, I'm finally grown, or I do not want to grow up. Oh, man. I feel like I've always
1: been a late bloomer in a lot of different things. So, I do remember vividly having the thought when I was probably like seven or eight. I saw my parents like going through a stack of bills and like mail. They just had like, I did not
0: think you were going to say that.
1: nope, that has never happened. I thought happened. this
0: was Natalie parents walking nope. into her parents' story hour.
1: Nope. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: oh, by the way, yes, I have done that. And you am have. I- oh, yeah, I have. And it was terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, more information about that, please. I can't. I can't get into it. And it was more than once that this happened? Just once. Oh, that's that's all it takes. Once is enough.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, that's never happened to me. Knock on freaking wood. No pun intended.
0: Um I <laughs> Oh God, you guys, please keep listening to this episode. <laughs> don't don't leave. It's
1: gonna, um
0: it's gonna get better. Okay. I remember them going through. Slower, just, like, you saw your parents doing the bills. Yeah. And
1: just like a stack of junk mail. And I remember having the thought of like, oh man, when you're old and when you're an adult, like you have to take care of stuff like that. I don't ever want to do that. And I just remember thinking like, I hope I stay young forever. And granted, mm-hmm. I think a lot of kids have that thought. I was remembering the part when later in the episode, Lizzie's dad says that, you know, being a kid is is being light and he talks about, you know, being able to stay up late just because you want to. And she says, well, why else would you stay up late? And he says, well, because you have – it's the only time that you can find to um, do your laundry. Um and eat dinner or pay the bills. And I felt like that was that moment for her where she realized, oh, wow, I don't – I'm not an adult and I'm kind of glad
0: that I'm still a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, What about you? Did you have any? I did. I Growing up in my neighborhood, I had two friends who were like two years younger than me, maybe three. I remember just being like, oh, no, I'm growing up and I'm becoming – a a woman faster than they are. You know what I mean? So, and then my older sister had like some friends in the neighborhood who were two years older than me. And I remember at one point, one of them was kind of like poking fun at me, like maturing and getting boobs and stuff. And she was like, Oh, Michaela, you're finally becoming a woman. Do you have armpit hair? (laughs) And she like (laughs) came over. And by the way, I did because I think I was like, 13, 12 or 13. You know, when you're young, you don't shave your armpits every day. And I was like, or I mean, or I don't. when you're know. old. <laughs> <laughs> it like, hasn't changed. But she came over and like felt in my armpits and they were like a little spiky. Oh, and I God. Was, this like, is invasive. I. It, she was kind of invasive, but it was so embarrassing. And I just remember feeling that way of feeling like, is being older just being embarrassed all the time? Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to be made fun of for becoming you know, maturing or whatever. I didn't Hold like on. um, But it did make me also think about Gordo makes a point that says there's a biological moment for women when they become go from being a girl to woman. And there's not that for men, technically. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's true. Do you remember the exact place you were when you first started your period?
1: Yeah, I do. I was on a field trip in
0: San Francisco.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. That's a rough place to start your period.
1: Yeah. I was on a school bus coming home from San Francisco and –
0: Going home, not going there.
1: Yeah. Well, it may have happened earlier. I don't know. I just like realized it when I was on the bus coming home. What about you?
0: Um, Yeah. I was in a movie theater watching Finding Nemo.
1: (gasps) Finding Nemo and you are finding your womanhood. (laughs)
0: Ugh. I definitely was, it was finding Nemo, it's kind of poetic in a way. Nemo is about him trying to grow up and have his independence. Ah. And there I was growing up.
1: And your uterus was trying to find its independence from you, or at least your uterine lining.
0: And I was trying to find it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, stick with us. Stick with us. <laughs> a really interesting one. Can we pivot real quick to Matt's storyline? Oh, yeah. All right, so we get a little knock, knock, knock on the door. The door opens, and Matt is there holding oranges, being held by the collar by an older lady who says, Matt has been stealing my oranges. Did you recognize this woman?
1: Okay, she looked familiar, but I didn't know who it was.
0: Okay, you guys know I love Parks and Rec. I think I've talked about it quite a few times. April and Andy's fancy party Mm -hmm. in three. Oh, is that
1: the one where they get married?
0: They get married, and they tell everybody it's just a party. And there's a grandma there who gives a speech at the wedding, and she goes, I wish you the best of luck with everything. That's it's her. Andy Dwyer's grandma. Wow. That is an obscure
1: – yeah, good job. I'm, I'm proud that you made that connection. Mrs. Robinson, we see you as Andy's
0: grandma. We see you as Mrs. Robinson on Lizzie McGuire. Great job with your acting career.
1: I will say I was kind of surprised. So growing up, we had a giant orange tree. We had a lemon tree. Um, the orange tree was in the backyard. The lemon tree was in the front yard. We had a bunch of stuff because California, cool. everything gross. And people would come and take our lemons all the time and we didn't care. Like it's – I don't –
0: You're just like, you're not going to use all those lemons.
1: Exactly. So I thought it was a little selfish of Mrs. Robinson to be – you know hoarding all those oranges for herself although i don't know maybe she had a small orange tree and he did take 13 of them apparently so that could have been a lot
0: and he did it 4 or 5 times yeah. i did not like that in this episode
1: <laughs> wow this has been happening a lot Michaela, are you turning
0: i'm not okay
1: well he's not okay and i'm glad you see that
0: he's not because he's a little menace in this episode and yeah. you know you know what they say sam uses this phrase boys will be boys oh uh. You know who didn't like it? Joe. Joe didn't like it. Joe don't like it. And
1: honestly, Joe is always the voice of reason. And I love Mm -hmm. that she basically said, look, you suck at disciplining our son. And if you're going to say boys are going to be boys, then you get to be the sole parent this week and take care of everything. I did like when she said, and when Lizzie yells, mom, like she's going to – you have to go to her. And I remember, like we've heard her yell, "Mom so many times, but it actually didn't happen this episode.
0: I know me too, but I love that Joe went on strike and me too. We love Sam. We love Joe, and this is what we love about their relationship, right? Joe mm-hmm. can take charge. Sam, they can kind of roll reverse a little bit
1: during the time that Sam is the one that's in charge. Um Matt does a few more mischievous things and I wrote them down. So uh, this one I didn't really understand. Matt shows up with a man who's holding a bunch of mail in a Ziploc, but it's dripping. So was it that he Matt like soaked his mail? I don't really understand what that was about. Yeah. They
0: say that he put the garden hose, legend has it, he put the garden hose in the man's mailbox.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and then another man shows up just covered in mud with the covered in mud mat. And then a girl shows up with Matt and a dog that's been shaved and the remaining hair has been formed into a mohawk. So
0: that is not okay.
1: (laughs) It was a really gross looking dog.
0: It really was. Sam does struggle to discipline him. Mm -hmm. We see this. The amount of buzzers in this episode.
1: Insane.
0: I need to speak with Melissa Gould. (laughs) ASAP. Or Anson Williams who directed it. I would love to hear your choice with the buzzers. Every time Sam disciplined Matt in the wrong way, buzzer. Just too many buzzers.
1: Mm-hmm. I seriously am gonna have. You know when you get to the point where you wake up slightly before your alarm because you anticipate the sound. It's uh-huh. gonna be like that with this show. I'm gonna be cringing every second, just expecting a buzzer.
0: It's too. There's too much sound. It's too much. It's a lot of
1: sound effects. It's too much.
0: Well, I'm glad we got to chat
1: about that a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that you wrote them all down, but Gordo goes on a quest to find out what do older men, how have they found their quote unquote manhood? And so he goes and talks to a bunch of people, including Lizzie's dad, which I thought was very sweet, and I'll let you explain what all they said.
0: And he talks to Mr. Sanchez also.
1: Oh, yeah. And those two guys, are they the same two guys that we're pretty sure are in a relationship?
0: Yes. Same guys, and he does interview them, so apparently they are somehow in, in Gordo's life.
1: I like them. Yeah, they're at the
0: bar mitzvah later, too. I have a really fun fact about those two guys. Oh, good. Okay, one of them. Is Jeremy Bargiel? Oh, you know Jeremy and Nina, their brother and sister. They yes,
1: I didn't know that. I, I just had to recoil at the way you say that name every time. I am so. Can you <laughs> can you tell me a better way to say it? No, it just doesn't sound good. Okay, that's cool. That's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I was looking at the cre- I saw in the the credits it talks about um, it talks about like co starring and it had his name on there. That's so I was really like, wait, cool. who was he? So I looked up his photo. Oh, Bargiel. He- Bagiel, he's one of he's the um, more like hefty guy of the couple. Gotcha. So Gordo interviews these males in his life. He makes a little movie because he's such a film. Uh, what do you call film people? That's pretentious. Um, uh, is it a
1: film buff. But I think that's more like someone who like knows a lot about different films. I'm gonna call him a dog. Oh, cinephile! Yes, yeah. sexy.
0: So Gordo, hmm, so sexy. <laughs> Here's what happens. He interviews a man named Sonny Reed, who is a total biker. Sonny Reed became a man after high school in 1964 when he needed some direction and he got his first tattoo. That's the moment he became a man. Sam McGuire became a man in 1976 by asking his dad for a driving lesson, then later hit a pole and had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. The two big guys, that's what they're titled, the guys, (laughs) two big guys. Became men in 1986 when they had painted their faces for the Super Bowl, blue and orange. The bears. (laughs) They actually say that twice. I know. And then he interviews Will Rainwater, who became a man in 1938 when his father took him to the lake and said, son, today you will catch your first fish. And in doing so, you will become a man. And lastly, Mr. Sanchez, who became a man when he met Miranda's mom. That was cute. Also- The rainwater guy, did he? he
1: was meaning like reach into the river and grab a fish, right?
0: I'm thinking so based on the montage we see shortly after where Gordo decides to try all of the things that the men he interviewed (laughs) had done. Mm -hmm. And he dresses up in motocross clothes. He tries to catch a fish out of a fish tank, tries to drive, and he attempts to get a tattoo but runs away.
1: (laughs) But then Miranda tries to – she's like, well – She gets in the chair and tries to get a tattoo, and they're like, come on, Miranda.
0: Get out of here.
1: Scram. Scram, you. Go on, get. (laughs) Go on, on,
0: get. Get out of here. (laughs) I don't don't want you you anymore. (laughs) I was just going to say that. I don't want you. I don't love you anymore. So we finally get to the meat of this episode when Gordo tells his mom and dad, I actually want to have my bar mitzvah. Woo! We get to see a little glimpse into Gordo's house, which is the worst set I've ever seen in my life. And so weird. It's the it's so bad. So bad. It's like a it's a little
1: it looks like an apartment because we are filming from the sink supposedly. And so it's just like a it it's like an apartment kitchen where the dining room is in the same room. Carpeted,
0: fully carpeted, fully
1: carpeted, white walls, very like modern aesthetic, but in a like really sterile. It looks like honestly they could have been at his parents' counseling office, like the little kitchen that would have been in the counseling office.
0: Could be, could it's be. Not, no way they live there. So my issue with this episode title is a lot of the episode titles in this season are very misleading. <laughs> I was thinking that when the title was called Gordo's bar mitzvah, we would get to see. His big moment at his bar mitzvah and then like a party with like all of the students coming in and there's probably some like misadventures going on at his party, which would have been a really fun episode. Totally. <laughs> I actually did like the way that they did this. I liked this episode quite a bit, mm-hmm. which I'll rate it later. However, I just felt like the title could have been something different.
1: I, I didn't mind it because I felt like it was leading up to the bar mitzvah. So I it didn't bother me. Okay. Okay. But I also loved how his parents, we know they're counselors, and so when Gordo brings up like, you know, why didn't you guys let make me have a bar mitzvah, <laughs> one of them mumbles to the other, classic transference. <laughs> <Just such a laughs> therapist, it was cute. I really enjoyed how his parents approached the situation and were like, what we've already talked about. They said, you know, we didn't get a choice, we wanted to give you a choice and he said, well, dad, I'm not 14 anymore or I'm not 13 anymore. I can't do it. And his dad was like, no, you're not 13, but you have like taken the time to really learn yourself and get to know yourself. And that's like a mark of a man, which I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah. And he does give that little speech after – during his um, actual bar mitzvah ceremony where he reads from the Torah. Mm -hmm. And I was curious. Have you ever been to a bar mitzvah before?
1: I've never been to a bar mitzvah. I have been to a synagogue and participated in a Shabbat service, but no, I've never been to a bar mitzvah.
0: They give yarmulkes to people at the door for bar mitzvahs, and I thought that was really cool.
1: They actually, they give them at the door too when you go to temple or when you go to Mm -hmm. the synagogue. So um, someone that I was with. Didn't have a yarmulke, and they made him wear one, and it was cool. Like these, like all the men there wear it, and apparently, so it's a sign of respect and reverence for the Lord. So, you go in, you're supposed to cover your head, and I guess some of the more what's the word Aggressive. like? No, uh, opposite. Um, conservative. More, yeah, some of the more conservative uh, or traditional um, Jewish churches or synagogues um, will have where the women actually cover their heads too with like little shawls. So yeah, but it's just a sign of reverence and it's supposed to represent like, yeah, respect and fear before God. But yeah, so Gordo has his yarmulke and his little – or kabat, I don't know, um, and a prayer shawl when he's up on stage and he reads from the Torah and it's really cool and a bunch of – all of the men I think from the interviews that he did. Were there and they were all cheering him on, especially the two big guys, quote unquote, were back there just losing their minds when he finished reading his prayer and stuff. It was cute.
0: They chest bumped, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They were really happy for him. It was. It was cool to see. Kind of a a good moment. Interesting choice for an episode, like a season finale, right?
1: Kind of, except – yeah, I guess because also it didn't focus on Lizzie and like the show is all about her. But Which I just maybe
0: why I liked it.
1: I know. I really – I wonder. But I also thought it was kind of a cool way to wrap it up because the whole – I mean, this show is about growing up and all the struggles of junior high, so I thought it was kind of fitting that we wrapped up the season with like a ceremony of moving into more adulthood because in the second season, they might be attacking, uh, tackling some more adult topics. I don't know. Interesting, Natalie. Wow. Good
0: thoughts. Yeah. Who knows? I like that. Thanks. I like you. Wow. (laughs) Do you have a rating scale for this episode?
1: From having dripping wet mail that you have to open- (laughs) To being able to grab a fish straight out of the water with your bare hand. How would you rate this episode?
0: I would rate this episode the bears, the bears.
1: It's <laughs> like good or bad.
0: It's good. I would say that this episode is equal parts um, compelling and just like enjoyable to watch. I really actually enjoyed this. I enjoyed the storyline. Gordo, focus on Gordo. Yes. <laughs> the sexy scene with Ethan Kraft. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was great. I really enjoyed it. And I like the line, the bears, the bears. Okay. Um, I am going to rate
1: this episode a freshly shaved Tudgeman, freshly shaved Tudge, if you will, because Mm. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I also – I really enjoyed that they brought in a different culture. I mean, they've tried in the past. You know, they did like some of Miranda's family, but we don't know much about Gordo and his Mm – culture and his family. And I looked and I think we talked about this when we did the Where Are They Now on Gordo, but his father is Jewish and from what I found online, allegedly his father is Jewish and his mother is French Canadian and he has allegedly described himself as a cultural Jew. Um, So I just thought it was cool that he could bring that into
0: the episode. Which is interesting because Miranda is actually Filipino. I was just going to say that. I'm so sorry to take your thunder.
1: No, that's okay. Like, I was gonna say, unlike Miranda, who apparently they changed her culture, he actually got to portray something that is real for him, which is pretty cool.
0: Great job, Melissa Gould. You Ooh. read a you read a good one. <laughs> you really read a good one. You really read a good one. I like it. <laughs> All right. I have a date, Mary, kill for today. Yay. It's simple. And I thought it would just be fun to hear more about your perspective. Hmm. Would you rather date, Mary, or kill? Gordo's dad, Miranda's dad, or Lizzie's dad. And Ooh. yes, we will be doing the moms in a future episode. Yes. Okay. Oh man.
1: Ooh, okay. Uh, this is really hard, actually. I actually <laughs> would be with any of them because I think Aww. I think they're all solid. I think I think just because we know Lizzie's dad so much more, and I just find him very endearing, I would probably I would Date him. I would not marry him because he is kind of a little bit of a child and I am not looking to be a mother and wife to a man. So I would date him. We would have fun. We would probably have like awesome dates where we'd ride go karts and, you know, just do dumb stuff. Then I would marry, I think I would marry Gordo's dad because I actually find him kind of attractive. <laughs> no, Natalie. Natalie. I'm <laughs> not kidding. I think he's a um, handsome. What? Go ahead. Go I ahead. I think he's a handsome older man. I do. Okay.
0: Literally when I was watching this, I thought he looked like your dad. What? Oh, no, no. It's the mustache. That's all. Oh, God. No, Michaela. No. You know what You want to marry your dad. No, I
1: don't. I love my father, but ah.
0: Okay. All right. Oh, my God. That's oh. amazing. This could yeah. not have turned out better. <laughs> You're kill Mr. Sanchez. huh? I would kill Mr. Sanchez. But
1: honestly, it's mostly by default. But then I also thought back to that episode where he and Sam were like bird watching, and he was such a little bitch to Miranda's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Go away! We're we're hanging out. No girls allowed." So yeah,
0: he's kind of childish. I don't. So he's just an immature. I don't really like him either. I'm very curious about yours. So I'm going to marry Sam McGuire, hands down yes, I will marry you. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to be dating Miranda's dad, Mr. Sanchez. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like he's been in a relation for a really long time with Miranda's mom. So maybe this is they're having a moment. (laughs) I'm going to swoop in while they're maybe on a break. I'm going to help them get back together with Miranda's mom. That's my prerogative. Okay. I'm going to kill Gorda's dad because I do not want to be psychoanalyzed. That's fair. That is one drawback, but, you know, we're going to make it work. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my Date, Mary Kill for this week. And I think the last segment we really have to do is… Where are they now? All right. So,
1: I guess I just followed my heart on this one because we are talking about Michael Mantle, who played Gordo's dad.
0: (laughs) A.K.A. Natalie's dad.
1: No, not at all. Okay. All right. So… Um, Michael Mannell, I was actually really – like I thought I recognized him from something and I could not place it. And then I realized where I recognized him from. Everything. Yeah. Everything. everything. I, I recognized him from everything. He has been in so many different things. So let me just kind of go through a couple of the highlights on this list. But it is very impressive. So it looks like his he started acting in 1986.
0: And I – Miranda, I t- – Oh, I called you Miranda again. <laughs> Why? You guys, (laughs) if you didn't hear that, Natalie called me Miranda for the second time in a row.
1: I don't know why. And it's all, I think it's always around this same time, too.
0: (laughs) She's losing it.
1: Okay. Michaela, I searched high and low to find his, you know, personal information and like when he was born and stuff, could not find it very private, sexy man. So looks like his first acting um, credits came in 1986. He was in a show called Spencer for Hire, but he's been in a million things since then. Like, Please, listeners, go to his IMDb because it is a novel. What's his name again? His name is Michael Mantel, M-A-N-T-E-L-L. So he's been in, just to name a few, Roseanne, The Secret World of Alex Mack. Remember that? from Disney? No. I mean from Nick? Okay. Space Above and Beyond, Ally McBeal, see. X-Files, loved it, Law and Order, Angel, which was the Buffy spinoff. Very, <laughs> very important. Lizzie I think
0: McBeal. we all know what Angel is. That was a really popular show. I don't know. Maybe we don't. Um,
1: CSI, Gilmore Girls. He played Fred Larson in A Tale of Pose and Fire. I, I was trying to remember. I don't – I don't know. NYPD Blue, The West Wing, Bones, Cold Case, Medium, Vanished, Entourage, The O.C. He played Judge Jim Mercer in the episode Safe Harbor. Um, CSI New York, How I Met Your Mother. He played someone named Ben in the episode Something Borrowed. Monk. He played Brother Andrew and Mr. Monk and the Miracle. Uh, Boston Legal, Nip Tuck. Pretty Little Liars. Oh, my God. It, it's insane. Like, I could continue going through this list. Um, Grey's Anatomy. But also, he that's just TV shows. And he's also been in a ton of movies. And I'm not going to go through everything. Two or three highlights. Okay. A Mighty Wind. Which is the same people who did like Best in Show and Saving – is it Saving Guffman? I can't remember. Um, but you know, like all those people like Eugene Levy and Captain Hara. Okay. So he was in that. That was 2003. He was also in Live by Night, which was like a lot of famous people were in it. Ben Affleck like directed or wrote it or something. And then Ocean's 13 in 2008. Nice. Yeah. So he's just been in a ton of cool stuff. And then I found the um, Guffman – the Geffen Playhouse in LA. He's done a ton of stuff with them too. So he does like live theater. And get this, in terms of other regional theater, he was in Awake and Sing with the Seattle Rep at some point in his life. So Northwest
0: Connection. He has had a really great career in terms of he probably is pretty well off and isn't easily recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. So – or it's the kind of thing
1: where you're like, I know that guy, but how do I know him? But yeah, Mm -hmm. so his last acting credit was in 2016. Yeah, I'm sure maybe he's retired at this point. He definitely – oh, no, I'm sorry. 2017, he was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That was his last (laughs) I know you guys really care. I get so into the details of this. But anyways, yeah. So that is Michael Mantle.
0: That is where he is now. That is. Amazing. Thank you so much, Natalie. <laughs> Over to you. Go for Nat. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. I'm assuming we'll take a bit of a pause between season one and two, just as naturally as, you know, the television people do. <laughs> <laughs> we have loved doing this podcast for you for season one. It's been such a joy. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, highlights include um, getting to talk with Natalie, getting to make fun of Natalie, um, comparing her dad to Gordo's dad, coming up with our segments. I've really enjoyed coming up with our segments, so this has been very fun. And other um, highlights might include getting to just realize that this show is not that good. (laughs) Lizzie kind of sucks. And then also just learning a new skill and doing something different in this pandemic that we might not have done otherwise. So Natalie, cheers to season one. Cheers. I look forward to doing this again with you in season two.
1: Me too. And who knows? By the time season two comes out, maybe we'll be out of this whole pandemic. (laughs) (laughs)
0: famous last words all right guys on that note it's time for us to say we
1: outie
0: it's the lazy mcfire podcast